0: Newsflash, there is no time limit on grief. You can grieve for however long is needed. On this episode, I'm going to teach you strategies for getting through the grieving process and back into your joyous life. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Pocket of Change, the podcast, hosted every Sunday for listeners just like you. My name is Leisha McKeithen, a motivational speaker based out of Atlanta, Georgia, hoping to provide resources of positivity and uplift that you just can't get anywhere else. Since I'm definitely rooted in my faith, you'll get that too. But trust, my words should inspire non believers too. Well, let me stop talking so y'all can get to listening to this episode. So for this particular episode, I think it's so important for me to share with y'all my story on someone I've lost. Um, most of you all are aware because you've seen it on my social media. For for listeners who don't in- know anything about me, um, I lost my mom in 2015 to colon cancer. She actually had colon cancer for about four and a half years, and she was really, really strong. Um, until it was time for her to go on. And when I say I was in college, so I wasn't at home when she passed away. I wasn't even around her when she passed away. So when I say that was probably the most difficult thing, and that's the thing that replays in my mind is I wonder if she would have held on just a little bit stronger if I was at home. Granted, I went home when she was really sick. And she had hospice care. So we knew that she was going to pass on eventually. We just didn't know when. But to get the phone call while I'm at my friend's house, living my best life, enjoying every part of life, to find out that mom had passed on, it definitely dampened the mood. Um, And I didn't know how to react at first. Instantly, I thought it was a lie. Instantly, I was like, no, no. I know she's sick, but she she didn't she didn't leave this world that that soon. But then it hit it hit me. It it clicked in my mind like it's not a joke. It's not a funny. She's really passed on. And I instantly after then cried and I cried for hours like I cried myself to sleep because I was so emotional about my mom passing on. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know how to feel because First, I'm not around her, so I can't like instantly just try to like just hold on to her. I just had to kind of like soak in it. I had to just live in it. Thank God I was around friends, but my friends didn't really know how to respond either. And because when when I'm going through a challenge, I'm not instantly like, okay, I want to be around fans and I want to tell them how I feel. So I I cried myself to sleep because I they didn't see me crying. They just thought. I reacted like, okay, it's gonna be okay, and then I just went to sleep. So they went to sleep, and as soon as they were asleep, that's when I really started to release the tears and release the sadness. Um, And so I, I I cried for, like I said, I cried for hours, and then I cried when I woke up, and that's when my friends realized, okay, she's really emotional about this. What can we do to help her? And they didn't really know what to do. I just w- didn't want to go home. That's what I knew. I didn't want to go home. I knew I didn't want to be crying, but I was. So I think we went it, went and got something to eat. I think we went and did some activities just to distract me. So um, I'm sharing all of this story because the comments that I got when I actually shared with the world that my mom had passed on was, you are so strong. I couldn't do it. Wow, you're doing great. I probably would have been crying every day. Let me tell y'all that when people tell me that you're so strong, that's not like I I didn't choose to be strong. It's something that I didn't have a choice to do because life still goes on. Um, And of course, you don't see me crying. You don't see me um, being super emotional about my mom all the time. And when when they say I, could, I couldn't do it, I mean, I didn't choose for my mom to die. <laughs> I know when y'all say I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't do it. Y'all don't think that like I chose, but when I hear it back, that's exactly what I'm hearing. And I know it's not out of malicious intent, but I, I'm sharing these comments because I want y'all to know that when someone has lost someone, the rebuttal shouldn't be, wow, I couldn't do it. The rebuttal shouldn't be, I would be crying every day. The rebuttal or the response should be, I'm here for you. Um, Also a a rebuttal or a response shouldn't necessarily be sorry for your loss. I know you probably don't have anything else to say, but like just cover them, just be around them, uplift them with positive words, um, not negative. And I don't think that Saying sorry for your loss is intending to be negative. It's just like it reminds you that you've lost someone instead of just saying your mom was an amazing person. And I know that you will bring that same light or some type of positive affirmation. I think it's so important when someone's lost someone because they get enough of people saying "Uh, sorry for your loss. Like put some meat in your support. Put some power in your support. Put some comfort in your support. That's not just um, a few words. What? But at the same time, let's keep in mind that everybody is in comedy. So that's appreciated as well. Uh, And then I also want you all to know that sometimes the comments are enough and sometimes they aren't. Sometimes you need to be present just depending on the person. Some people want to be surrounded by their loved ones and other people want to just hear from you every once in a while. When my mom passed, I'm not going to lie to you. I got a lot of comments on social media, but not a lot of people surrounding me. That moment was the moment that I realized, like, darn, I have a lot of friends, but I don't have a lot of support. It sucks, but it's my reality. So what am I going to do about it? Which is why sometimes you might see why you're so strong is because I just started moving. I didn't worry about if other people were going to support me or not because for so long I wasn't getting it. Or they were supporting with conditions. So I'm going to support you at the funeral. But when everything's died down, I'm not really going to be there. My mom passed away in 2015. It's 2020. And uh, I still lost my mom, but I don't have a mother figure. I don't have somebody who's there to um, support me or give me feedback from like a mother perspective. So I I do Google a lot. I do um, ask my friends a lot. And people are like, wow, you really don't know that? No, because I lost my mom before I was really an adult. So all of those questions about adulthood, I'm still trying to figure out. But on this, on this episode, I'm really going to teach you all and explain to you all strategies on how I'm getting through it and how I'm going to teach y'all how to get through y'all grief because it's not easy. It might not even be cute, but you'll get through it eventually. So my first strategy to get through your grief is going to begin to process what has happened. Begin to process what has happened. So often we lose someone and we just think that we have to get over it. Somebody even around us might tell you to get over it. That's not good. That's not even a positive. However, I want you to begin to process it. So yes, you've lost someone. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, you want to cry. Yes, you wish that they were still here. Yes, there are so many things you've missed because they're gone. Process that. Don't ignore your feelings. Don't ignore your feelings. I'm going to say it one more time. Don't ignore your feelings. They're valid, regardless of if they're instant or if they're delayed. The next strategy I'm going to have for you all is celebrate as much as you can. Celebrate their life as much as you can. So that means going to their favorite places, wearing their favorite clothing or um creating clothing for them, what whatever you need. So celebrating as much as you can and honoring them, honoring their life. My favorite thing to do honoring my mother is wearing her clothing. So my mom, she loved to wear business clothes. Um, and she worked at an environment where she could dress down and wear jeans and a t-shirt. But my mom was extra just like me, so she would wear suits every day. And so my favorite thing to do is to wear blazers that she used to wear, wearing her heels that she used to wear, um, jewelry that she used to wear. That's my favorite thing to do because I'm always, um, honoring her everywhere I go. Uh, but yours might be, um, a cologne or it might be, uh, just your attitude, whatever you feel like is necessary to honor their lives. I would encourage you to do that. Then the fourth thing I want you all to do, or the third technically, if you, if you put celebrate and honor them together, then it would be the third. But if you put celebrate separate and honor separate, then it would be the fourth. And I want you to cry, yell, scream, take a day, take a week, take however long you need to, to grieve. Because I think that it's a preconceived notion that when someone passes away, that you have to grieve for a certain period of time, like it's, it's been five years since my mom passed and sometimes I feel like if someone was to see me crying about my mom, they'd be like, you still crying about that? Yes, I'm still crying about that because I've lost my mother, not, not an animal, not a pair of shoes, a person in my life that was substantial, significant, important, impactful, multiple things in my life that I won't get back. So I can take as long as I want. You can take as long as you want, as you need. I think the the goal is for you to every single day for it to get better, for it to get easier. However, if it doesn't, it's okay. However, I do want to encourage you all if if it gets to a point where you can't um, you can't go on your daily duties or your daily tasks then I would say seek some type of support. That's therapy, that's family, that's friends, somebody to help you through your grief because sometimes you are soaking in it and you're not allowing yourself to get through it. You are um, being a nuisance to yourself and you don't wanna get better. And if that is the case, you do need some type of support. My fifth step is going to be Remove the fear that your time has been too long. Remove the fear that your time has been too long to grieve. So first I talked about you expecting yourself to grieve for a short period of time or other people expecting you to hurry up and grieve. Now I'm encouraging you to remove the fear that your time has been too long. So it could be 10 years after you've lost someone and you're still sad. That's okay. I'm here to tell you that is okay. It is okay to grieve for long periods of time. It's just what is your what is your grieving? And I talked about that earlier. Get a therapist, get a friend, get a family member around you if your grieving is drinking alcohol all the time if your grieving is not wanting to leave your house if your grieving is not wanting to talk to anyone then my last step last and final step and very similar is going to be surround yourself with positive things so surround yourself with the opposition of what you have lost so if you lost someone you need to start watching television shows that are affirmations. If you've lost someone, you need to start um, a new hobby, start a new joy, start a new um, craft, something that gives you excitement. That is how you're going to get your joyous life back It's by starting something new. So when you've lost something or something old has passed on, gain something new, something positive positive something uplifting. That is the only way you're going to get through this grieving process is by adding something positive in the grieving process. So I'm going to say these strategies again, just in case you are the type of person who listens in and you write, th- you write things down. One, begin to process what has happened. One, begin to process what has happened. Two, celebrate as much as you can. Two, celebrate as much as you can. Three, three, Honor them, honor them, honor them, honor them. Four, cry, yell, scream, take a day, a week, however long you need. Five, remove the fear that your time has been too long to grieve. Remove the fear that your time has been too long to grieve. Six, and final, surround yourself with love and positivity. Surround yourself with love and positivity and add something new. When something old has been lost, add something new. I hope these strategies have really helped y'all to grieve properly and properly is in air quotes because what is properly grieving? It's different for every single person. But I want you to know that your grieving process does not have a limit of time. However, we want to make sure that you are appropriately grieving, not through alcohol, through drugs, through negativity, but through positivity. This is the part of the episode called Let's Talk About It, where I talk about anything and everything. Okay, so let's talk about the fact that I'm still learning life. I don't know if you're listening in on this podcast. You might be feeling the same because my audience is millennials. So we have this instant thought that because we are getting older, we have to know everything. Let me tell you all something. You don't. Um, I am constantly, like I shared earlier, constantly Googling, YouTubing, finding different ways to learn things because I don't have my mom because I don't have a a mother figure. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all, don't rush it, but then it's okay if you don't know it. So don't rush it. It's okay if you don't know it. So on my 26th birthday, I felt like, okay, I have to instantly know how to do this, know how to do that. I have to be in this place in my life. And I'm realizing like, no, it's okay to still be learning. The difference is I have to be open to learning. Um, I can't be shy about the fact that I don't know something and don't want to ask. Don't want to look it up. Don't want to research. It's okay. So I'm encouraging y'all that if you don't know it, figure it out, find it out. You don't have to be invincible and know everything. That's not how life works. That's why we're constantly growing. So we've gotten to the portion of the episode where I want to call it the It's of the Week. The song of the week this week is Movement by Victoria Monet. It's such an amazing song for dancing. If you feel like you want to step into your sexy, step into your confidence, that is going to be the song that I recommend that you play. If you are the type that's like, okay, I don't know how to dance. I don't want to be sexy. It's probably not going to be the vibe for you, but I really enjoy it. And I, I feel like I instantly want to dance when I hear it. And because I am a dancer, it's a perfect song for me. The scripture of the week is coming from Isaiah 40, and it says, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. This I feel like is the perfect scripture for this episode, because when you've lost someone, you almost sometimes feel powerless. You feel broken. I feel like this scripture affirms that if you lose someone, you're not alone, that he's going to be there to support you, even if you feel like you are alone. The blessing of the week this week is just I'm getting back into a routine. If anyone knows me, they know that I love, love, love to be organized and I love to be on my P's and Q's. And so when I'm not, I feel um, disconnected with the world. I feel um, in chaos. And so to be back in my rhythm, back in my routine, I feel like I'm back on the proper wavelength. Mm Thank y'all so much for listening to Pocket of Change, the podcast recorded and broadcasted every Sunday for listeners like you. Make sure to share, comment or leave a review, subscribe and stay up to date with all new episodes. Like I always say, and please remember, stay wise, stay humble and always stay lifted. God bless y'all.